0: Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate rental property so you never, ever have to work a job again. Now, I've been getting so many questions about a certain topic that I've really been talking about recently. Obviously, you've listened to the podcast, so you know that I think in somewhat the near future, there's going to be a correction In the real estate market, prices are gonna come down. There might be a crash. There might be, I don't think, I I don't know. I just know that prices have been going up for so long that eventually something's going to happen where it's going to change. Prices will come down. Now, the question I've been getting all the time now is, hey, Dustin, is right now the time to buy or should I wait? Like, should I just wait for the crash? Because you're telling me there's a crash. And these are great questions. I totally want to answer all of these. And this is what we're gonna do in today's show is answer that, but also look a little more objectively at everything. And how we as investors can make money in an up market, in a down market, and in a sideways market. We make money every single month, no matter what happens. And the big reason why is because we invest for passive income. We do not invest for appreciation. Like that's the worst thing you could ever do. In fact, if you look back in 2008, 2009, when the crash for the real estate happened, the people that lost their shirt, people that literally lost all their money, and they said, man, I had millions of dollars in, in, I guess, real estate holdings and all that sort of stuff, and then I went to zero. Well, the reason why is because you were so over-leveraged, that means you had so much debt on your person. On top of that, you weren't making passive income, and on top of that, you were investing for appreciation. You really just set yourself up for failure, and that's something that we as investors don't do. We want to make sure everything is as fixed as possible. We know how much money we're going to make. We know how much our expenses are going to be. We know how much passive income we're going to make every single month, and we also know that over time rents go up. That's just what happens, which is perfect for us cuz then we make more money. Eventually we can pass it down to our kids. I want to get you investing so badly that I'm going to give you my free real estate investing course absolutely for free if you text the word rental R E N T A L to 33 seven, seven, seven rental to three, three, seven, seven, seven. I it literally comes to me. The text comes to me and I will literally send you my free real estate investing course showing you how to find an area of the country to invest no matter where you live, how to fund basically getting money for the properties, how to find the properties, how to buy them, how to make it an automatic business, how to make money in an up down or sideways market every single month, I will show you how to do that. Get my free course. You could also go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Get that right away and start learning. You're gonna figure out that, man, this is actually more simple than I thought it was gonna be. Now, like I said, the question I get all the time is, should I wait to invest in real estate or should I buy now? Like, is now the right time to buy? Well, the big thing is it depends on what you are buying. It depends on the price of the home. It Depends on, depends on a lot of stuff, but here's the big thing. Yes, now is the time to buy, and yes, you should wait. I know that sounds a little weird. Like, hey, Dustin, you're talking out the both sides of your mouth. You said yes to go ahead and buy, and yes to wait. Well, here's the big thing, and I'm going to dive fully into this. The big thing is that you absolutely want to make sure that you're waiting for the market to crash when you're going to buy bigger homes, more expensive homes. But if you're going to buy lower-priced homes, you're going to be so much better off, like, let's say, 50, 60, $70,000 homes. You're going to be so much better off. And the reason why, if there is a crash, in fact, I'll just talk back in the past, in history. We know history repeats itself. So in 2009, when the market crashed, the homes that were like $350,000 to $400,000, they were literally cut in half. But the homes that were selling for 40, 50, $60,000, they were probably dropped by maybe 20%. 25% at most, but then they went right back up. But the beautiful thing is we made money every single month in passive income from my real estate investing business. Now, when you are investing in real estate, you wanna make sure that you do not lose money. Now I say that because everybody knows we don't wanna lose money, but I wanna tell you how you can do this, invest in real estate and not lose money. And a fast way to lose money when you're investing in real estate is to find a property, analyze the numbers, And then buy it and then hope to make money from it. And I know what you're thinking because everybody's taught you this. Everybody's talked about you analyze the numbers, you find a property and you buy it and you make money. Well, in fact, that is the wrong way to do it. It's actually backwards. And what is super sad for other people, but great for me is I have bought so many properties off of people who have literally done exactly what I just told you they did. They found a property, analyzed it and bought it and hoped to make money from it. Investing in real estate is not about hope. I do not invest in real estate to hope to make money. I wanna know from day one that I'm going to make money and I'm gonna show you how to do that. Like I said, if you just find a property, analyze the numbers, make sure that you're gonna make money and then buy the property and hope to rent it out. You're going to do it wrong. The right way to do it, I'm going to give you a bunch of steps on how to do this. So the first way is to build the business first. And what I mean by that is, number one, figure out where you're going to invest. I invest all over the country. My students, my master passive income students who are in the real estate wealth builders membership and my one-on-one coaching, they invest all over the country. Everything from East Coast to West Coast up to, you know, Carolinas to Ohio. I started investing when I lived in California and I bought in Ohio. Now, what I did though is I actually did it the wrong way. I literally did it the wrong way. And the reason why I know it's the wrong way is because I lost money. Then I figured out how to do it the right way. Now, the right way is to build the business first. What you wanna do is you wanna make sure that you have A business that's going to be making you money. Now, this is what you're going to do. High, broad overview, and I teach you how to do this in plenty of other videos. Check in the description for more videos on how to learn how to do all this. But let me give you a broad overview because there's a a bunch more steps that we got to go through. Number one, you want to find the right area of the country to invest that's going to be making you money every single month. That's going to be making you money by buying the right properties that have good rents that you're going to make in passive income, a minimum of $250 a month in passive income. You're gonna find that right area. Then you're gonna start finding property managers. You're gonna start building your team. Let me give you an example of what this looks like. So if you started a convenience store and you opened up the store, you opened up the building, there's literally nothing inside of it, just a vacant room. You put a box of candy bars in there. Well, do you think you're gonna make money and have a good business if you just put a box of candy bars in it, that's it and expect to run a business? No, you're gonna lose money and somebody might steal it. It's not a convenience store. If you're going to start a convenience store, what you're going to do is you're going to set up the business first. So you're going to get the gondolas. It's basically the shelving units all throughout the store. You're going to get countertops. You're going to get the cold storage, a fountain machine. You're going to get countertops. You're going to get employees. You're going to get bank accounts, cash registers, all that sort of stuff. You're going to build the business first and then you're going to buy your inventory. Your inventory is done after your entire business is built. Now, what is great is Every single piece of property that I buy, it is basically a piece of inventory for me. Just like one box of candy bar is one piece of inventory that goes into my business, same exact thing. A property that I buy that's like one candy bar or one box of candy bars that goes into my business, it's a piece of inventory. Now, a lot of people have it backwards. They think the business is the property. No, 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 absolutely not. See, as investors, what we try to do is we try to buy many, many properties in one specific area to build a business. If we buy one property in an area and then move on to a whole separate area, we just wasted a lot of time and work put building a business in one area. So what we wanna do is continually buy properties in a specific area because we've built the business first. It'd be like opening a convenience store Putting one box of candy bars in there and then open a whole another brand new convenience store and put another box of candy bars in there and then do it all over again we don't want to do that. we want to have one business that have many boxes of candy bars and other things inside there and so that 's what I mean by building the business first. We want to get property managers, we want to get realtors, we want to have wholesalers, contractors, handymen, roofers, plumbers, electricians, inspectors, mortgage brokers, all these sort of people. we bring them on our team that is as we are building our business. Now the next thing that you need to do is you need to buy the right property. After you built the business, you need to buy the right property. Now the right property can look at many different things. It could be a single family home, a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex. There are so many different types of properties that you can buy, but you want to buy the right one, not just physically. I know first thing we think of, you know, physically, we got to make sure we buy the right property physically, it's not going to be a money pit, that's not going to be taking all our money. No, we want to also not just buy the right physical property, but the also the intangible, like the money aspect, is it going to be at a lower price point? Are we going to get a good amount of rents? Will our income exceed our expenses? So we make passive income every single month. So we got to look at both the numbers as well as the property itself. Remember, this is just a piece of inventory. I literally have 30 plus, 30-ish properties, I mean, 32 or something like that, properties that I bought, that I own, that I actually rent out and make money from. Every single one of those is a piece of inventory. It is inside of my business, making me money every single month while I don't work because I hire everybody else to do all the work in my business. And when you're looking to buy the right property, the next thing that you need to do, actually, this is very crucial, is your due diligence. You need to do the due diligence on the real estate investing that you're doing. Every single property that you buy, and it's a fancy word for saying, do your homework. That's really what due diligence is, is do your homework on the property. Make sure that you get a home inspection. Make sure that you have your property manager walk through it. Make sure that you have your home inspector walk through it. Make sure your realtor and your property manager, your contractor, make sure all these people walk through the the property so that you know through their eyes if it's a good property or not. You're doing your due diligence there. But then you're also running your numbers. You're doing your homework to see what are my expenses going to be. I add up all of my expenses and then I look to see how much will my income be. Will it be $1,500? Will it be $1,600, $1,700 or $1,100. We need to make sure that we have our numbers added up. Now, what you do, this is the sum up of everything. You add up all your expenses, then you take your income, and then that difference, you subtract it to, that difference is your passive income. And that's how you're doing your due diligence and making sure you're buying the right property. Now, I personally love buying properties that have less in price and have higher in rents. So I'm not buying $500,000 houses that I rent for maybe $2,500. I'm not doing that. I know that I will not make passive income because I've done this for so long, $500,000 house that you rent for $2,500 will not make you money. In fact, you'll be losing money every single month. What we like to do here at Master Passive Income, all my students, and what I love to do, is I love to buy properties at 40, 50, $60,000, up to 100, maybe $150,000 gets to be the top, and we find good properties that people want to live in, fix it up, make it really, really good for them, and rent it out for a good price. So an average price would be a $40,000 house. We could probably rent it for like $650 or $700 a month in certain areas of the country. And I'll show you how to do that as well. It's out-of-state investing, which is super phenomenal. I did that. I started when I was in California, bought over in Ohio and Texas and Arizona. So we can absolutely do that. But you need to do your due diligence or do your homework on every single property that you buy. And I'm gonna give you a huge tip. This is a huge pro tip, is that you want to be conservative in your numbers. Conservative in your numbers means if you think your expenses are gonna be $1,000 a month, add 10% on, make your expenses $1,100. Same thing with your income. If you think that you're gonna be making $1,800 a month in rent, lower it by maybe $100 or $150, lower it to maybe $1,700. If your numbers still work, If you're overly estimating your expenses and underestimating your income, if you still make $250 in passive income every single month, you probably have a good property. And the reason why you do this is because there's some unexpected things that could happen. I'll give you an example. One of my coaching students, literally, she she went through the entire mortgage process. She was told that she should be able to get like a 3.5% loan. As soon as she goes to lock it in, it was maybe like a month later, they said, oh, you know, because this is this and this, it's now a 4.25% interest rate. Well, that just increased the amount of money coming out of her pocket for a mortgage. We want to account for just random things like that, that we might not foresee or possibly could foresee. Now, remember, what we do is we use this passive income because we quit our job, because we have rental properties. We use that passive income to feed our families, to put a roof over our heads, to enjoy life. That's what we have this passive income for. And so if you're doing that where you're overestimating your expenses conservatively and underestimating your income conservatively, you're going to do well. Another amazing thing that you absolutely must do is hire the right property manager. Hire the right property manager. Now, I'll give you a quick story. Back when I first started investing back in 2006, I flew to Ohio I flew all the way to Ohio to buy my first rental property. I found one property manager and said, hey, you, you're fine. You say you're a property manager? Let's go ahead and do it. I did not build the business first. I did not do what I'm telling you how to do. And I screwed up royally. Within six months, she was stealing from me. I was getting receipts for like $1,000 here, $800 there. It wasn't a physical receipt from a company. It was just literally her saying, this costs $800, give us the money, or we're taking out of the rents, or whatever it might be like that and finding the right property manager is huge. That's your quarterback, that's the number one person, so make sure that you do that, you find the right property manager. A property manager will help you to make money, and save money, and not steal from you, because that's one thing we don't want is to lose money. And on top of that, another thing you must do is check with your local experts, whoever it is in the area that is actually local. Now, I invest all over the country, my students invest all over the country, I've literally bought properties, 30 plus properties now. I've literally only seen one of them before I bought it. And I've literally only seen two total out of all the 30 plus properties. The reason why is because I trust the people that are experts in that city or in that area. I am not the expert. The students, my students are not the experts. The people that live there, that work there, that that's their business is a property manager or a contractor or inspector. They are the experts, so we trust them. And so whenever I have a coaching student come to me and say, hey, Dustin, what about this city? I'm like, okay, let's look at that city. We start analyzing it. And the student would ask me, hey, what about this area? Do you think this area is good? And I would say, I have no clue. I am not the expert. You, as a student, you are also not the expert. We are not the experts. The people are that are on the ground there. So let's find those right people. That's what I said. Build the business first. We build a business by finding the right property managers, contractors, inspectors, everybody else. They tell us which area is the right area. They tell us if this property is a good property. Those experts, now they want to continue getting your business. So they're not going to lie to you. They're going to make sure you get it done right. And so that's what we want to do is we want to make sure we trust the locals in that area who are experts. Another big, big one. This is a huge pro tip. You must do a background check. Like, period. Do a background check. That's a credit check, a criminal history check, an eviction check. You must do every bit of that. You must always do all these credit checks because if you do not, you might get a bad tenant in there who will literally be evicted like in the next month or two months. I'll give you a quick story. Another quick story about this. I was not doing background checks with my properties because I eh, no, I'll just find a good tenant. It'll be fine. After so long of having evictions or tenants moving out within like six months or whatever it might be. I realized after about three or four years, I'm like, my goodness, I am wasting my time and money, and it's expensive, to evict somebody. So what I decided to do was start doing background checks. A $30 background check. If I pay it or the tenant pays it, it is money well spent. It saves me thousands of dollars with eviction. Now what happened was I started doing background checks. I got an application for a tenant to be inside of my property And on paper, she looked phenomenal. Like she looked terrific. It was a great tenant, you know, best um, income, lots of income, great job referrals, great everything, looks terrific. Then I ran a background check. I found out she was evicted four times in the last three years. Can you imagine that? Being evicted four times in the last three years? And I thought, hey, self, you don't want to be the fifth time in this third or fourth year. So do not accept this person into the, the property. Now, I would have originally just said, great, you look good, you say you have a lot of money, you know, let's go ahead and move you in. That would have been horrible doing the background check actually saved me thousands of dollars. And the next thing is tying into that just the same is placing the right tenants. Now, there's so much to learn on which tenants are the right tenants. Obviously, we do not discriminate. I will absolutely tell you that. Do not say, oh, because of this, you're stupid or you're bad or whatever. We do not discriminate. But what we do is we select the good tenants. I'll give you, and there's much more to learn on this, and I teach all this. But the big things, I love two different types of tenants. Number one, I love old ladies, old single ladies. They're sweethearts, but they can't move very easily. It's not like a college guy that's gonna be able to just pick up their furniture and move out or just leave their stuff. No, an older lady, they're not gonna move very often and they probably have family in the neighborhood and they might work in the area or that's just, you know, their, their family's there. And so they stay. I love older ladies, they're fantastic. Also, I love having families Having families in my properties are so fantastic because the kids go to school in the area and the parents work in the area so they have a reason to stay in the property. So that's a huge pro tip. Older single ladies as well as families with kids, they are such great tenants. They keep and take care of the property. They make sure it's good. Plus they stay a long time. And this next one is phenomenal. You must do this. If you listen to anything I say, well, there's a lot, everything I just said, there's a lot to learn. And if you, I'm just trying to save you from losing money. But this one is huge. You want to run the business as a business. It's a business. It's not just, I have a house. Let's just let somebody live in there. And if they give me a sob story that they can't pay the rent, okay, we're gonna have them pass on this month. And okay, just make it up next month. No, we want to run this business as a business. Let me give you an example. If you have a house, if you own a house and you have a mortgage on the house, could you call up your bank and say, hey, bank, you know what? My son's in, the, in, the, in jail and I had to bail him out. I can't pay the mortgage this month. Can you let me slide on this? They're going to say, no, we're going to start the foreclosure process or "Hey, bank. I have a, a car note that is due and it broke down and I had to fix it up. Can you, you know, let it slide? No, they're not going to do that. A bank is running their business like a business same thing with you. Now, here's the pro tips I'm going to give you. Number one, rent is due on the first. Number one, rent is due on the first. Number two, it is late after the third. Usually the third or the fifth, it can be kind of varied, but it's, let's just say it's late after the fifth. So due on the first, late after the fifth. Then if they do not pay on the fifth, you make sure you tack on a late fee on that rent payment. As soon as the sixth rolls around, you pin a three-day notice to their door. Literally a notice that says, in three days, we're going to start the eviction process. And trust me, you're going, to, you're going to thank me that this is the right way to go because I've gone the opposite way, where I've been very lenient, let somebody stay in there for two or three months not paying rent and realizing, and they were giving me soft stories, I'll pay you next month or I'll pay you this Friday or I'll pay you next Friday. Kept taking it over and over again. Horrible I lost so much money doing that. I'm giving you, out of my own pain of doing this, I'm showing you how to do this. So it's due on the 1st, late after the 5th. The 6th, you put a three-day notice, and then that three days, once those three days are up, you literally start the eviction process right then and there. And here's a tip, they must, the tenant must pay the eviction fees, the court fees, the property manager fees, every single fee, and the late fee, and the rent, if they want to stay in there. And this is the big reason why. If you seem like a pushover as a landlord, they will keep pushing you over. They will keep saying, hey, this guy will just keep letting me live here. You do not want to do that. You want to run it like a business. And here's the thing. This is literally not discrimination. This is the opposite of discrimination because you're treating every single tenant the exact same way. Do on the first, late after the fifth, fifth. Three-day notice on the 6th. Start the eviction as soon as that's over. That's the way you're going to do it. Follow all these tips. You will be making money if you're investing in real estate. The biggest one I'm going to leave you with is make $250 or more in passive income. The reason why is there's so many unseen variables that you want to have paid for and you want to be able to live and have passive income. And for everybody who is asking me this question, hopefully you're listening to this and you're realizing when you should buy a certain type of property, and when you should not buy a certain type of property, remember, we are always buying for passive income. And I was actually going to buy a new house to live in. I currently live in one of my rental properties. It's literally 1,250 square feet with my four kids and my wife. We're blessed. We don't have a mortgage. It's just, it's fantastic. But it's a little tiny. We would like to get into a bigger place. And in April, we started looking for a new house. And we found that homes were selling for 350 to $400,000 or more. And this is in Phoenix, like I just say, I'm dumbfounded, I cannot believe they're selling for that much. And the reason why interest rates are really low, so prices go up. Now, what I decided to do was to not buy because I knew if I was going to buy at $400,000, I would lose money. So we don't want to do that. I don't want to drop it in half and be my personal residence. And I could next year, a year or two years later, be able to buy it for two $250,000 $250,000 as opposed to $400,000, but here's a big thing that you guys need to know. I've been thinking that something's going to happen since like 2017, 2018, then in 2019. Now it's 2020, and still nothing has happened, so I don't have a crystal ball. I'm just seeing and telling you what I'm seeing and what I'm doing. That's my whole goal is to show you what I'm doing and how I'm trying to protect myself from not losing money. Now, you guys are awesome. Don't forget my free real estate investing course. I so want to help you get get that. Go to or text the word rental to 33777. Rental to 3377. You guys are awesome. I will see you next week. See ya.